Video games are the youth phenomenon of our day. That's right, they're playing video games for money. And I'm definitely not gonna let uh, mass effect in my house. The level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. Hey, my mom just canceled my brother's World of Warcraft account, and he is The children are developing relationships with all these Pokemon creatures. And then there's the argument that video games can be art. USS, I can't What started with a little game called Pong only grows with every advance in microtechnology. Welcome to Hit Point Pals. This is where we talk about video games. I'm Travis Lean. With me, I've got Caleb Warwick. Hello. I've got Amy Rutherford. Hello. We've got some stuff to talk about. Like what? Whatever we want. Nice. That's a good question. You guys want to talk about uh, food? I just ate this really good shish kebab. It was actually pretty delicious. Oh, really? Have... What was on the shish kebab? Um, let's see. It was zucchini, some onions, some tomatoes, some roasted peppers, and some steak. When nice. I came back, you guys were talking about burritos, and I didn't know what was going on. I yeah, like I said brewery, and Caleb heard on. burrito. Mm, okay. So there weren't burritos. Someone just imagined burritos. Caleb yeah. imagined burritos. I think, I, just, I think I've just been thinking about burritos all day. Speaking honestly. of things people are imagining, Google apparently thinks they can stream games to everyone at 4K, 60 frames a second. I don't think this <laughs> no, is No, no, no. You, it's, it's 8K, 120 right. frames it's, a second. Yeah, in the future, though. That's in the future. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Uh yeah google interesting yeah, that was that was an interesting one because when i first started reading about it i was like i don't even understand what this is like because it literally started out explaining it as a way to play video games by streaming which when i think of streaming i think of twitch because i i stream on twitch um but without a computer or a console and i was like so where is the video game well where it's it is on, on the internet it's just not <laughs> yeah. your computer it's a google computer it yeah didn't so make it would any just sense to me and i was like what and then i finally got it but i was like the fuck <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting it's an interesting concept and it's not necessarily a concept um anyone in the gaming industry i'm not going to speak for everyone but someone like myself is not interested at all in are you because, talking about like gamers who really care about like their latency? Yes. And... Not only latency, but like games in general, mm -hmm. because essentially it's going to make it so you're just not even going to own any games anymore. It's just all going to be off of a uh, subscription base or uh, like a game pass type situation. And you're not going to be able to own any physical thing. You're not going to be the latency is going to be a huge factor into it. And it brings a lot more things they could do to those specific games in the future and what kind of games they could create, honestly. Well, who owns any physical movies anymore? I do. I actually just bought a Blu-ray of uh, <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. Uh-huh. Not gonna lie. Because... But I mean, how many movies did you have in your house 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. A lot. Actually. I owned a lot of DVDs. And now we have I... Netflix. I mean, I can see Google mm -hmm. Stadia being very successful in that regard if i were like to buy a movie these days though i get a physical copy mm -hmm. so i don't know i don't know 
I think I'm also weird though, because I also like need a physical copy of a book. Like I won't read on like e-readers or anything, or even like a Kindle app on my phone. Like I can't do any of that. So, um, I don't know. I like physical copies of things because then I just, I know I can keep it in perfect protection and like safety and like condition and everything. And it's good. And like, if something happens to it, then it's on me. I'm going to try to play devil's advocate here, though, a little bit, because I kind of understand where people coming from wouldn't necessarily want to own that physical copy or physical media or anything like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, why do you why do you want to cram up your house with a bunch of physical things? Why mm -hmm. would you own a disc if you're just going to download it to your console, if you're just going to download it to whatever you're going to be using anyways? Why would you want to do that in the first place, right? Like, that's, Yeah, and, no, and I totally get it. It's irrelevant. It's like a personal preference. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and um, it's it all comes down to um, how they can make money, and plus, yeah. distributing that physical media is going to cost them more money, cost companies mm -hmm. more money, so if you could just have it all digital, that completely takes out the whole factor of distributing physically, in general. Kind However, of, but then they also have to run servers. At the, yeah, that, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm talking about like, you know not having to mass produce these physical things, which actually cost a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, compared to the server thing, because I mean, it's Google we're talking about. Google has like an unlimited amount of money, essentially. Sure. Not but literally. What I'm wondering is but, that if there's a thousand people playing Google Stadia uh, and there's a thousand different instances of it running and this is, is this like one to one? Does everyone playing Stadia have their own like yeah, like I, computer that back at too. the Google headquarters yeah. or whatever. Or is it like the, the more Google people that are farm. playing, the more like clogged up it gets? And that's going to be interesting too, because Google's going to want to push their like whole internet situation too with that, and be like, hey, if you use Google Optic Five or whatever it's called, um, it's going to run a lot better. It's going to run significantly better, and um, that's going to be super interesting because. Uh, yeah, just Google owns so much of the media and the whole factor of like when you're also on YouTube, for example, and you see a trailer of a game that you're interested in and just being able to click play and immediately start playing that game from YouTube and such mm -hmm. is just a whole just new era of for gamers and for people into media in general. And um, you are correct about the whole Internet situation and the whole server um, situation as well too and um i didn't google say they were working on some sort of thing to kind of bypass um public domain internet or something like that not public domain i might be using the wrong uh, terminology I, isps and throttling yeah um, i, I they think were... they, they talked about i think someone had asked them about that and they talked about wanting to be able to work closely with these companies and stuff but i mean then again that's that could be just them saying stuff yeah uh, personally, I don't want this to be successful necessarily, but at the same time, I'm interested to see what they're doing, see if, like, they actually live up to their word, you know, like, oh, this is gonna have the low, the lowest latency out of any game streaming thing, and, um, I'm still interested, but, like, um, I heard a source, like, they were talking about, um... Yeah, so think of how mobile games work and such. You know how it's just like super quick, super straight to the point, and 
Um, you, for example, they're all essentially online mobile games in general, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you watch an ad, right? And it gives you an extra thing in a game. Yeah. And I heard an interesting, um, not necessarily it, um, analogy, just, just but just an idea. Just an idea of like Google could technically, if it's going to be all streaming and all, yeah. like, hey, you you could play ten hours of this game for like ten bucks or something like that. Essentially, they could put ads into your games too, because mm -hmm. um, this is a streaming platform. So imagine like um, playing, you know. The, the big game on their thing is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right? Sure. Imagine, like... I, I personally have never played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but, you know, it's just the looter uh, Assassin's Creed game, so you're fighting a boss, and then you beat that boss, and then you start looting, and then all of a sudden, an ad pops up if you're paying for, like, a subscription and you didn't buy the game or something like that. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be super interesting to see how Google kind of ties into the other gaming world where people want their physical media, you know? And I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do. I mean, there could be different tiers. There could be the $15 a month tier where when you have a quiet moment in your game, they're going to play an ad for you in the corner of your screen. Or if you have the $30 a month subscription, then you don't get any ads. No, but that's the whole point, though. It's like you're going to have that as an option in gaming, right? Right. You're going to have tiers of subscription if you want ads in your games while you play them rather than just buying the game itself, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh man, that just ugh, makes what me... What I'm worried about is yeah. if they just, like, if it becomes popular enough, are, like, what if people just stop making physical or, like, downloadable versions of games and then you only have this one way to play and it's, you are required to have an internet connection. Well, yeah, like, that's more than likely. Um, I think Epic Game Store actually does it right now. I don't think you could um, own the game without the internet. Um, you can't play it? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Steam does that. That's annoying. I haven't yeah, used I mean, Epic Steam Games, has an so. offline mode, but yeah. by default, it checks in. GOG does it. Steam does it kind I of. Like and then tried it Epic yet, Game so Store I'm not is completely. Sure how it works. Um, um, what is it? DRM so, is the one that determines if you could play I the game offline or not, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. DRM is a is a general term for copy protection, which can include some form of internet-based connection where it checks in yeah. with the server. And that's how Epic Games Store runs. So, I mean, that alone, a lot of games are jumping ship to Epic Games in general too. Not, I'm not trying to, you know, change the subject, but I mean, it's along the same lines where we could see a lot of people, a lot of publishers specifically are like, hey, um, this company is paying us a little bit more, but at the same time, they are also, um, you can't play your games offline and such like that. So it's along the same lines of the Stevia where, or whatever it's called, Stadia. 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 Stevia. The, I got the sugar stuck in my head. Um, it's along the line, same lines of st Stadia. Yes. <laughs> where you're not going to own this game at all, technically. You're just going to rent the game, essentially, and just play it how many hours. And I don't, I don't like that. But at the same time, they didn't showcase any multiplayer games, too. Well, they so. didn't showcase any games. They just said, this is our platform. This is what it's going to be able to do. And they're planning to probably announce games that will be on it later at E3. 
I thought I saw some. They they mentioned Assassin's- a few games. They met. They they mentioned they're working with Ubisoft. They have they they had a beta with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They mentioned Doom Eternal is going going to be available on the platform, but they didn't show any gameplay of it yet. So there were I a couple offhand I, mentions. I swear I saw a gameplay on the Stadia something. I think it might have been. Yeah, they were else. tech Anyways, demos. They they had yeah. tech demos set up. Even those looked really weird. Anyways, um, yeah, I am just like, I. It's sort of like the VR situation, right? Where mm-hmm. a lot of people want to invest in it, but like nobody necessarily is asking for it. Like, you know, up front, like nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people, especially a majority of the people in the gaming industry aren't like, yeah, let's change all of our games to stream the games to your, you know, computer or Xbox. No, it's more of like companies seeing this as a, you know, a way to get ahead in technology maybe i don't know vr is uh, comparing it to vr is probably the more accurate way because vr isn't there yet there's not a lot to vr Um, well i don't know that that's a good comparison actually because i mean vr is a niche and it's it has a really high price point so there's a there's a really high barrier of entry whereas google stadia the whole idea is accessibility you can play games on your phone you can play games in your Chrome browser on a netbook or whatever. Well, and that's going to attract not, a lot of people. I'm not necessarily talking about accessibility. I'm more talking about like uh, technology within it and trying to advance something that not a lot yeah. of people want necessarily. The barrier is going to be uh, internet connectivity because not yeah. a, most people, I think, don't have great internet connections. And the few that do, uh, I mean... They're going to be the ones who are the great internet connections. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're going to be the ones who are able to run these games the way that Google wants them to. But for the other people, I mean, it's going to be a while, I would think, before it's able to catch up and be really mainstream. And maybe that's why they're kind of launching the now just to kind of test and see how it goes, probably. Mm -hmm. That would make the most sense, I guess. But, you know, the testing thing. I don't know. I there's 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 a lot of Google projects that have that have not gone well that have closed. I mean, there was Google what Hangouts, there was Google Reader, <laughs> there was Google Plus, <laughs> but then there's also things that have really transformed the way we consume media, like YouTube. So yeah, but I mean to be fair, that wasn't a Google thing. That's just something Google took okay, over. Okay, that is yeah. fair, right? Google bought. So it, it wasn't necessarily a Google like, project. Mm, I see money. <laughs> sure, but okay, but I mean, no, that's fair. But I mean, the point is that a service <laughs> yeah, came yeah. along and, yeah, and I know transformed the way that that we do things and. I think for a lot of people, uh, investing $60 in a game is not possible sometimes. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a large chunk of your paycheck for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. if they can play the same game for whatever Google Stadia's price is, like a third of the price for a month or whatever, that's right. going to attract a lot of people. Exactly, yeah. And I understand that point, too, as well. Which is like, which is, I guess that's just the part that scares me, too. Because, essentially, if if this becomes successful and it becomes bigger, then that will attract a lot more people to that. And that gives a lot of room for developers to develop games to monetize them, right? Yeah. Because you're streaming this game, it's all online, It's you're not going to own this game, so they can t- essentially do whatever they want with it without, you know, immediately up... No, not without immediately, but... While immediately updating it because it's all going to be running under a server, they could do whatever they want to the game um, and start developing based off of 
uh game design too or i mean not game design uh monetization which is uh the biggest dread i have for this sure. whole situation i think I mean, my maybe too optimistic view is though that is is that like we have mobile games that are driven by monetization but we mm -hmm. also still have games that you can buy and play and i don't really think that one is going to take over the other i don't i don't i can't really see google stadia at any point in the in the in the near future like eliminating uh the traditional sense of buying a game and owning it but i can see it opening up to a lot more people who maybe wouldn't have bought a 60 dollar game and maybe there will be like a new generation of gamers who are used to streaming off of stadia with whatever upsides and downsides that comes with whether it's ads or a little bit of latency or whatever and for a lot of people who play casual games or story games that's going to be fine and for the people who play primarily competitive games battle royales or whatever they're never going to get into they're, they're never going to use stadia as a platform so i think we might see two different like target markets that people uh, end up falling into that's fair uh -oh. well i guess the the biggest drawback is city is going to have to do something to drag people into it because if you're just going to have AAA games that are on all platforms in general. Um, sure, maybe I guess for the accessibility part, people might be attracted to it, but especially the people that it wants. Yeah, that that's the weird part is it's I feel like it doesn't know what its audience is or what it wants its audience to be, mm -hmm. you know, because during the whole tech demo thing, not tech demo, but it's like showcase of it. They're like showing a lot of specs on it showing you know all the technology that it has behind it but not showcasing really a lot at all right or... right so I mean, it's, that's it's that's the like... thing is it's gdc and so they're not really they're not really pitching it to the public they're pitching it to game developers that's why they're showing you stuff like it you has know, 10 teraflops or whatever i mean what the i don't know what the fuck that means other than <laughs> it's a, a measurement of uh, like processing power or whatever yeah um, but I mean, yeah, they they were there to to say this is technology that you can start developing games for, and or I feel like it's yeah, for I mean investors, <laughs> investors, right? Mm, right, money. yeah. Some I guess another interesting thing that I thought uh, was interesting. I got trapped by my own sentence there. Another thing that I thought was interesting <laughs> was that uh, they had a little bit that catered to like they 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 showed this weird thing where it was like we're gonna we're gonna bridge the gap right between content creators and their audiences and i was like what is this gonna be because they kind of teased it in their like opening thing and then towards the end they, they kind of revealed what it was and it was basically like a lobby they were like you can queue up in this lobby and i was like that's it that's that was a big transformative thing. Check it out. Something but, but we've at had the same for time, 15 that, years. Yeah but that's gonna that's gonna attract attention from you know people who are i'll just take uh, I'll, I'll just take a generic example. People who watch Ninja and then they want to queue up to play Fortnite with him or whatever, they can do mm. that through... It sounds like they're using YouTube, and they've been trying no, to push I, YouTube I, gaming, so, I mean, they're... I saw that, too, yeah, and that looks really cool. They didn't even know YouTube gaming was a thing until now. <clears throat> YouTube gaming didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to... They're <laughs> obviously trying to come out and compete with Twitch. Oh, what is it? It's just... It's not really a thing. It's, it's like, you, you know how there's YouTube music? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's basically. just like that. It's just like here's all the gaming content in one place. Like it's just another version of the website. Um, but so you can dumb. stream on YouTube, and there are people who 
do use YouTube as a platform to stream their games. Um, I, mean, I think a lot of them have been YouTube, kicked off of Twitch, I, and that's the reason. But I always thought it was something like you now or whatever, and then you I like don't, I, what is that? Connect is it, it to YouTube? Is that like the, is that like a Chinese Probably. like video website? You now? No, it's like <laughs> it's just like a live like streaming thing. Like I know a few people in the pet YouTube community um, use it, so that way they can just you know sit and chat with their subscribers and everything on youtube sure. their community on youtube and like interact with them in real time oh so um, this is youtube but it's called you now i don't know if it's okay i'm sorry like, i got actually confused. affiliated with youtube but oh, i know okay okay i think you can like somehow oh connect okay no I hear, so, i'm sorry i'm looking i'm looking at this it's just it's just a it's a streaming website it yeah. has nothing to do with youtube other than they also, share a noun the one thing that i thought was kind of cool was like being able to watch a streamer and then continue the game based off where they're at in the game too. Oh yeah, they introduced the this whole idea of state status. State, state, uh, fuck, what is it called? State, state share? share? Is was state it state share. share? Something like that. Yeah, state status, um, something like that. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. It reminds me of the thing. It reminds me of is like ROM states. So you pull up a GBA ROM. And yeah, say you're you're, you're in like a you're at a hard part, but the it, the game doesn't let you save there. You can create a save state and kind of hack your way through it. So if you die, you can rewind a little bit. Um, it, it creates an exterior version of of a save file, and that was a save state. And then now they're calling the state share, and that's really interesting because it to me it's a it feels like a really abstract concept. Like the streaming that is going through the Google Stadia device or whatever is it like that's gonna somehow be able to capture uh like a, a state of where you are in the game external to the game's save system itself so say you're playing like i don't know dark souls or something where you can't save anywhere you want to could you mm -hmm. just like create a, a save state or something in the middle of, that seems like it would be game breaking for 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 a lot of games mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of game developers would be pissed They'd be like, we made this game a certain way. Like, we made it so you couldn't just save at any point. Yeah, so I mean, because it's I mean, supposed to yeah. be challenging. Like, not to be Watch facetious, I, I would imagine that game developers are already thinking about this and that there's probably some sort of workaround where you can only. There's probably going to be some sort of coordination. Like, mm -hmm. if Dark Souls was to be on Stadia, then there would have to be some sort of implementation where you could only create save states, for example, when you're at a bonfire or whatever. Um, but it is interesting that like someone could upload a video to YouTube, and then they could put like whatever it turns out to be a, a like a like a web link or something, and then that opens up where you were playing there, and other people can like it it opens up a level of like competition, I would think, maybe for like speed runs or like even in competitive gaming. Like if you were to pull up a, a save state from like a competitive match, like could you say there's there's two pro fighters playing in like Dead or Alive Six? Could you pull up a save state from that exact match and just be like, could I beat this pro? That seems like it'd be an, an interesting thing to to mess around with. Then again, I still I they still haven't really explained like how this whole pick up wherever works like i'm assuming if youtube is trying to sell you assassin's creed odyssey and it says play now you get dumped into the game somewhere and you can play probably for x number of minutes before it says that's it buy the game or whatever it's definitely a cool way to sell a game i think because you're no longer watching a trailer you're actually getting to hang out with the product for a little bit yeah that, that's what i also thought was interesting too but yeah i i don't know what they what i think of this still 
Yeah, I there's have some a weird lot of, and like scary implementations. Yeah, I have a lot of negative associations with it. At the same time, they have a lot of um, very, very, I don't know, ambitious things yeah. that they want to do with it. But who knows? Maybe they'll release it and be like, all right, try this out. It's going to be awful and no Maybe. one's going to want to use it in refunds. People are going to be <laughs> rioting. Or it's going to be plausible, kind of like, or usable, I should say. Mm -hmm. You know, where it, there is noticeable latency, but it's not terrible. Who knows? Uh, I mean, like me personally, like I'm just so far behind with technology all the time. Like I never get anything new. Like I have a PS3 and I don't plan on getting a PS4, like an Xbox One or anything. And I bet when the next console comes out from PlayStation, I'm probably still not going to get that because I barely use my PS3. Like I have my PC and I'm like, okay, if it's on, if the game's on PC, I'm just going to get the game on PC. Otherwise... I'm just, I don't care enough to play it. So like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm a good like representation of somebody who would ever be interested in new technology at all ever. Cause like when I heard about VR coming out and not just for like video games, but for like film stuff, like I have a bachelor's degree in film and everybody was like really into 360 cameras and like VR and everything. And I was like, I think it's so dumb. <laughs> like, I just don't care. Yeah, Personally, I'm like, I don't see the point. Like, I love, like, just give me my regular, you know, movies from like the 90s or whatever. Those are my jam. Give me more of those. 70s, even better. Great. Let's go back further. Yeah, I mean, the way I, that films are made and, and shot and stuff hasn't really changed a lot, but the way that people consume films definitely does. And that's where you see, oh, yeah. like, the Netflix Digital effect. media world. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, it's also. Like I said, it's, it doesn't know its audience. It's trying to appeal to casual gamers and at the same time trying to show off all these crazy specs too at the same time. But, um, and like you said, game developer, probably uh, investors as well. Um, at the same time, when you think of PC gamers in general, I want to go ahead and just like think of, think of the average generic PC gamer. They care about their specs. They care about their almost zero latency, their response time. If you have any latency in a game, especially on the PC, no one... I, I shouldn't say no one again, I'm gonna try not to say no one, but in the PC world, I, I'd say 90% of the people are gonna care if there's even a slight amount of latency. You're used to having such little amount of latency on the console, or not the console, on the computer you're playing on, that if you see any other latency, especially with a mouse and keyboard, that it's going to significantly affect your time with the game. But there so, is latency on consoles, and that's a yes, lot of there, the market too. Yeah, at, at the same time, there is latency on consoles, but... So, I mean, um, yeah, if the latency from Stadia is, like, comparable or less than that, then I don't know that anyone would really notice or care, aside from the people yeah. who are on their computers trying to mm -hmm. click on heads it's, and yeah, Counter-Strike. So, yeah, exactly. So that brings another point, too. It's like... Maybe the the Stadia will replace consoles in general, but the PC and Stadia will be new, like, kind of gaps in between gamers. Yeah. You know? That would make the most sense, because, let's face it, if you're a PC gamer, you invest a lot of money into gaming. Mm -hmm. um, that's just how it works, because if you want a high-end PC, if you want a high-end gaming experience, 
that's how you do it. You're gonna invest money into, you know, having the best graphics card. Well, not all the time, or having a usable graphics card and able to run it on PC in general. Yeah, and the, it's still I, gonna yeah, be... Those, those people are never gonna be the ones who who, who yeah. buy Stadia. I mean, I just yeah. bought exactly. a new graphics card not that long ago. I'm not gonna use Stadia, I wanna use my own yeah. graphics card. Like, fuck off. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and so that... Yeah, it still kind of confuses me on, you know, why they're like, oh, you know, 120 FPS, 8K in the future. Probably That's what not I... for sure. Okay. But, I mean, I guess is... they're they're just, they're reaching out. They're trying to grab as many different corners of the market as they can. Mm -hmm. I'm still, just, it's... like, a little bit confused, because, like, I know there are 4K TVs, and, like, obviously people are trying yeah. to, you know, make 8K TVs. But yeah. I swear to God that in film, I heard that the human eye cannot perceive the difference from like 2.5K and beyond. It can't tell. Probably. Because, I mean, be at a true. certain point, like you can't hear certain frequencies. Like yeah. the human body is not that advanced. Like, I mean, obviously it's more advanced than like cameras and stuff in certain aspects. But like, I remember in film, Robots like the better. main reason for wanting 4k was so that way you could punch in further if you needed to just to change the frame overall or for color correction like it really had nothing to do with how good it looked in the end because you probably exported it at 1080 anyway so it's just for i'd say know. it's just for them to be like ha, check out all yeah, these we can pixels. do 8k but like if there's going to be latency at all then just stick with 1080p because the human eye can see plenty with that and it's perfectly clear and like nobody's ever said i hate 1080p i think that just kind of comes with the advancement of technology yeah and they just want it to be the best no matter what even if you know the human eye can't necessarily see it um so i mean Lame. no why wouldn't you if you can do it why don't yeah, like why wouldn't you you know what i mean human it's kind of like that yeah it's <laughs> like you want to be the it, best yeah so you see uh There's you know point. A console could run 4K 60 FPS now, and mm -hmm. why not be like? Why would we be the exact same? Why not better? You know? Yeah. On that on that field. It's all but, my horse is bigger than your horse, but yeah, I mean, 4, 4K a few years ago yeah. was not nearly as big as it is right now. I mean, just because of accessibility, my iPhone can record in 4K now. Couldn't do that before. Mm -hmm. um, so 4K and like 60 frames are. I I see them. Uh, I I see them becoming like standard on youtube now so in terms of like mm -hmm. uh home content and like creator content that's that's quickly becoming a thing i think so it does make sense i think that they're saying like 8k in the future even though mm -hmm. I, I i know not everyone has like a 4k tv there's a lot of people who don't have a 4k tv <laughs> that's not going to be standard for for a little bit but mm -hmm. um the technology is, is is catching up and then i mean like film stock is Film stock has always been, I mean, it's, it's not digital, so you can't really measure it in the same way, but I've heard someone asked some, someone once, I don't know, someone asked a famous director once, like, if they a were able to compare it, said. and it was something like, it was some ridiculous number, like, this is probably comparable to, like, 32K res, uh, if you were to, like, translate it in some abstract way that doesn't make sense, um, <laughs> And I mean, I don't know what, like, film, there's digital projection in theaters now, so, like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. Is that, like, 8K, or is that, like, 16K? I, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what any of this stuff is. I just, I have my little computer, and I just, I play, sure. like, Stardew Valley and yeah. Zoo Tycoon now, so, you know. Zoo Tycoon, here, let's talk, about, let's talk about Zoo Tycoon right after we take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about what we've been playing. <laughs> 
Gucci gang. Honestly, I am so fucking hot in my room right now. Again, I said that. Ugh. You gotta open a window. Oh, dude, I already told you why I can't. Because you're gonna let risky. the spiders in. No, the aliens, dude. You're gonna let the ghosts in. No! <laughs> spiders, ghosts, and aliens. Watch out. Can we just be back now? Can we? Can yeah. we're back? Yep. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. All right, Amy. <laughs> so you want to hear about Zoo Tycoon? Uh, yeah. You said you got Zoo Tycoon. Actually, tell us. In yes. the mail. Yeah. So I played this game. I played Zoo Tycoon two a ton when I was a kid, and I remember there was like a cheat to get unicorns, which made me really excited because mm. I mean. I just love unicorns. I don't know who doesn't. Um, and then also, like, I remember the lemur exhibit was like my favorite to set up because they had like so many like cool things to like play on and stuff. And I was like, lemurs are so cool. Um, literally haven't thought have? about lemurs in any context other than Zoo Tycoon. Um, Did you never see Madagascar. Zoo Huh? Did you never oh, watch Zoo dude. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Zoo is like the one exception, but that was even younger. You know what I mean? So yeah. anyway, I was like, mm, okay, so I'm like really into animals and like pets and like sometimes I just like go onto YouTube and I watch like hamster videos and like pet <laughs> videos because I want these animals, but I can't have them right now. Um, I have one hamster and one cat um, and you know, sometimes it's just not enough for me. So I need to like let it out. And like I play Sims three and I have the pets expansion. So I like take care of animals and that, you know, it still only like holds me over so much. So anyway, I finally just bought Zoo Tycoon two, um, via Amazon and it's like a used copy because they don't make it anymore. Um, it's from 2004. Anyway, I've you only had time satisfied to... with your real life pets. So you bought a <laughs> game where you could put all these pets in cages. Hey, I am satisfied <laughs> with my real life pets. I just I want more. I, can, I want more. I can never play any of those games like morally correct. <laughs> I always have to like launch people into walls off of like roller coaster tycoon, make the biggest roller coaster, and then like have everyone die at the end. See, what does that I'm, say right. about us as gamers? Does that like would anyone have liked uh, roller coaster tycoon if you couldn't do that? Like if no. you if you tried to build a roller coaster that would kill people and the game just said nope, you can't do that. It's unsafe. Would anyone have liked the game? Probably not. <laughs> Honestly, it's the same. I'd say it's the same slope as like GTA. Like yeah. You know, I mean, we. Well, yeah, we're, that whole movie, humans are that awful. Whole but game was made for destruction. Yeah, exactly. But if we didn't have a way to be able to like play our fantasies, people just be doing it in real life, right? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, that's <laughs> making like crazy huge roller coasters. No, I've actually I've read studies about that because I did an essay in college for like Same. a general level um, English mm -hmm. class, and it was yeah. about like censoring um books in like public school libraries and people would say the same thing about video games like oh you know violent video games make you more violent it's like no actually it's part of your human nature and if you get it out in video games you're less likely to do it in every day like there's actually Ooh. been studies on you, this yeah i actually did a i did a research essay on that specifically too yeah but um i mean <laughs> we are totally getting on a different topic, but I, I kind of just want to finish this off. It's like, no worries. yeah, like people back in the day literally watched other people get decapitated for fun. So it's like, yeah. I mean, this is like mild compared to that. <laughs> Fair like, enough. Think and that about was it. like live. 
in yeah, person. Yeah, it was like live. People watched it happen. <laughs> the closest thing we have to it is like, you know, UFC, for example. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I mean, it's regulated, yeah. luckily. But Oh, you're not yeah, supposed it's... to murder people in the ring? No, it's huh. it's not allowed. Well, that, that's what the referees are for. It's like, let them, hey, don't kill this guy, basically. But we still fill arenas <laughs> with people who show up to watch, essentially, two people beat the hell out of each other. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And they want to do it, so that's the thing. Right, no one, is, anyways, no one is forced to go into the ring. Yeah. It is completely different <laughs> Now we're back to gladiator stuff. Yeah, well, gladiators are fucking awesome, though. I mean, let me tell you. No, I'm just kidding. But I feel like, um, I feel like this should be like a nostalgia game, you know, or nostalgia game talk because I don't know. Hmm. I don't want to talk about games I'm playing right now, but I mean, we can. Um, well, nostalgia, I guess, nostalgia. um, you, you said Zoo Tycoon was one of your favorite games growing up. Mm -hmm. Travis, what was like one of your favorite games growing up? Um, uh, I played some Zoo Tycoon 2. I think my favorite game for a long time was SimCity 4. I never played SimCity. I've only played yeah. the regular Sims. Oh, I, I was, I was Sim very either, much yeah. into SimCity 4, um, and nowadays I play some City Skylines here and there because mm -hmm. it is the successor to SimCity, SimCity 4. They tried to... They tried to do like a reboot of SimCity and it was really gross and stupid. Uh, so now City Skylines is where it's at. But but yeah, back then I, I played a lot of SimCity for I was I I had this weird thing about like maps. So like do you guys remember what a phone book was? Yeah. A phone book? Yeah, so What's would, that, I would Travis? Take an actual I book, right? Yes, so I would take yeah, the phone book and I would go to the city maps and I would try to recreate them in SimCity 4. What? I don't know why. That's insane. Um, that's just Travis, what I did. That's yeah. what smart kids do. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, like, don't tell me you're a nerd. Yeah, when I play Sims, like <laughs> I'll look up floor plans online that are made to be like sold so people can actually build them or whatever in real life. Um, mm. But then I build them in The Sims, and it's great because it's like a puzzle. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting. That's interesting. Yeah, because like I said, I I always just like fucked around in those games even in the sims i just did whatever i can and just like <laughs> i never played them how they were supposed to be played well, i don't know i just hang couldn't on, do it. Hang on. I, I don't think there is a way that they're supposed to be played i mean exactly. they very obviously give you the freedom to create wanton okay, well, destruction and all that so you could argue that that is the way the game is supposed to be played i i, I guess like more of along the lines of like well, how, how a sane playing? person would play the game yeah. if they were role-playing? <laughs> well, no, no sane. Even, like, sane people, I'd, I'd say I consider myself sane. But oh, like, that's not what I was saying. I was saying, like, how a mayor in real life, if you were... If, yeah, I, I mean, know. Yeah. I know what you mean. But, yeah, I, I, I totally get that sentiment. Like, it's like, you can play however you want, so just choose how you want to play it. You can kill everybody or... I don't know. I feel like I just gotta download those games, just add mods to it, and see what kind of contraption I can create. But yeah, City, uh, SimCity Sky, not Skyline, SimCity Four. You said right? Yeah. Isn't that just? Uh, is it along the lines of just like the Tycoon games, like mm -hmm. Tycoon, or is it a little? Different? I don't know. City management games are quite a bit different than like a Tycoon game. They're the same essential like formula, but they're really scaled out. 
So mm -hmm. instead of creating like rooms and putting objects in rooms, you're creating zones and people are moving into the zones and filling them on their uh. own. So you have to do your best to manage like city utilities. Like you've got to place police stations here or there will be crime and then people won't live there or there will only be like low income people who live there and stuff. It's it's a very it's a very capitalist game. So your your goal is to get wealthy people to move into your city and that to earn you the most like tax revenue. Uh, or that's that's, very, that's that's the way wow. the game sets it up taxes, for you to succeed taxes, at least. Taxes. And um, gonna make... yeah, I mean, there's like you can. It's very. It's a, it's a sandbox. So it's it's mm -hmm. like the It's the quintessential sandbox. So you have all these choices you can make. Like and generally in these types of games, uh, you start off with very limited options. So like industry wise, city skylines. Basically, you have to start by making a lot of like dirty industry so you zone these oh yeah these zones for dirty industry and they come in and they build their like smog factories Sweatshops. or whatever um and that's what gets you money to start going right away and stuff but then city skylines has a leveling system basically so once you hit certain milestones of population you start to unlock new buildings and new zone types yeah. so later you can unlock like high-tech industrial and at that point if yeah, at that point the way i play it at least is i try to start getting rid of the dirty industry and replacing them with high-tech industrialization it's just it's a it's very much a balancing act so like there was one time early on in my days of playing cities skylines and not really knowing how it worked where i had like i'd done something very similar i had unlocked like a high-tech zone ability and i started mm -hmm. dezoning and i quickly realized like hang on i just dezoned all my industry now i'm losing like 14 billion dollars a month and now i'm dead because like, no. i just lost all my money and my i didn't revenue. have time to rezone it um anyway twirling that's, that's... your mustache and your monocle no so it's a little bit different than tycoon games but i mean they're both but it, i think in all those tycoon games the idea is to create a successful infrastructure and amass money so that you can use it to continue building your successful putting money in your pockets and becoming rich sort of <laughs> except i mean in a video game you can't actually cash out the money so all you can really do oh, with yeah? it is put it back into your infrastructure i don't know man <laughs> you see like we're we're just reminiscing on times when we didn't have to worry about streaming those games to our internet you know oh man could you imagine having to stream those games to the internet during that time <laughs> um, oh, when there was dial-up Oh, yeah, dude. That wasn't a thing. Hell Streaming yeah. That, thing you didn't stream dial with dial-up? No. no. You guys didn't do that? No. Why? Well, why would you not do that? It's crazy. Mean, you a of videos even on dial-up. <laughs> Take 30 hours. I downloaded um, Marwin me... mods. I had to set aside 30 minutes to download 4 megabytes. <laughs> so let me, let me try to reminisce on one of the games um, that I grew up playing. <laughs> See, I, I sort of played... The tycoon games, sort of, you know, I had my mom's laptop or whatever, and I would just like plug in the ROM or whatever, the CD. And <laughs> you forgot what a disc was called. Yeah, I, I was like, what? A I just ROM? had a brain fart right there. The ROM. The read-only um, memory. No. Yeah, actually, my my brain only has a certain amount of uh, teraflops that I can. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I read that in the article and I was like, I've never heard of a teraflop. Is that real? Gigawatts? Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh... yeah, teraflops is real. Um Oh my god, my anyways. Mind is blown. It's a it's a it's a measurement of like what power? Uh, it's it's like an abstract measurement of what a uh of what a device can do. 
That was my um, understanding. I don't understand anyway. the term abstract measurement. <laughs> I think that that's an oxymoron. I think that's fair. <laughs> Anyways, my favorite game, my favorite game growing up, I, I remember fondly was um, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. That's your was favorite game? No, not not my favorite game. One of my favorite games of all time and favorite games growing up was Halo specifically. But I don't want to talk about Halo right now. I want to talk about a different game that I like. Um, I really liked SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. It was awesome. It was very Psychonauts reminiscent, so I could play it and not get scared. Um, <laughs> it was it was fun though. Like it, when I think back to it, and just like I don't know the different boss fights and like the the very different boss fights actually the different types of um, stuff you do with those said bosses and the different levels. You know, you going down to um, what is it called the trench or whatever um, in SpongeBob. What is that? Am I supposed called? to know what you're talking about? Well, I mean, if you watch SpongeBob, you I know. I didn't watch a um, ton of SpongeBob. Do you remember that episode where they, or any of you guys in general, where he goes down to that one place, um, and that guy's talking and he's like, "Hey, how's it oh, yeah, going?" Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. What is that? I just place I can't Anyways. remember what it is. My parents didn't like know. SpongeBob, so I wasn't really allowed to watch it. But I watched. My it mom as watches often it still. Oh, really? Like she sits down and watch. Yeah, oh gosh, that's awesome. It's, it's funny, but um, yeah, just I love that game and I played a lot. I just remember my cousin deleted a save file. And I was so mad at him. Are you talking about <laughs> like so the close. movie where they what? go down to the trench and there's like a bunch of scary? No, no, no. There's in the TV show. There's a different place. Oh, um, it's sort of the sort of similar. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, what that's not the main point. Was that game? It was on? on all of them. It was what? It was on Xbox, oh. GameCube, um, PlayStation Two. I think PC. Cause no, I, I don't think he was on PC. A SpongeBob game that was for Game Boy Advance, but I don't remember like what the official title for it was. But I used to play mm -hmm. that, um, and I it was really hard. Like both me and my sister would play it, and like she was four years older than me, so she was usually better at video games than I was. Um, and I mean, at that age, I was like you know eight. But um, Anyway, so yeah, neither of us could ever beat it because it was so flipping hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was games were an interesting time back then because even if you were, it was a kids game, it still had a level of challenge that was like, wow, so hard. Like, <laughs> like I go back example, and I play those games that I played as a kid on my Game Boy Advance, and like, I'm like, I don't know mm. how I ever like played these. Like, they're so hard. Like, I'm, I'm glad also though, really I'm bad at them, but. I'm glad that I that they were like that though. Yeah, but it's so weird because I have I have like memories and like they went into my dreams. I remember I was playing Pac-Man World Two. Have you guys ever played that game? Mm, I don't mm, think so. Mm. I think I've only played traditional Pac-Man. It was like it's like a platformer Pac-Man where uh. you play as a Pac-Man and go to different worlds and stuff, and it's it's cool. Hmm. But um, there was this ice skating level that I strictly remember, and. No, 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 it wasn't ice skating. I beat the ice skating, then went to the lava level. And the platforming was so tight and so, like, hard. I never beat the game because I was stuck on that. And then I just had dreams of me, like, trying to platform and just always failing because of that game. And it still haunts me. Pac-Man World 2 is the hardest game ever. I'm just kidding. Um, but... <laughs> No, seriously, it's weird because I, I have a lot of like memories of games that I like vaguely play, but just were so hard for me when I was little that I just never played.
played again. Um, I kind of want to go back to those games because I feel like it was just like if I beat them, like something will just like unlock in my head where it's like, wow, you actually beat that part that you were stuck on like so many years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys ever have games like that or have you guys ever I've had games like that? I've gone back to games like I had booted up a ROM of Rogue Squadron 2 one day and mm-hmm. I just found myself wondering how as a kid I was so bad at this game because I couldn't even complete the Death Star trench run like I would try to play it and I would play it for like hours and then I would just set it down and I would not be able to get through the rest of the story and then I start up the ROM like a couple months ago and I have like gotten through half of the game in like half an hour and I'm just like why was I well like why was I so bad at this as a kid and then nowadays you've got like 10 year olds who will shoot you in Fortnite and it's like why couldn't I have been that 10 year old instead I was like fumbling with a controller to be fair now they have access to like walkthroughs and stuff sure like easy access to walkthroughs it was hard for us to get anything like that when we were kids that's true like i didn't even know like walkthroughs YouTube. were a thing yeah i so. didn't use walkthroughs on anything when i was mm-hmm. playing them mm-hmm. and it like, like you just try I mean, that's error. also good though that's good though at the same time mm-hmm. it's like you figured it out on your own the right? walkthroughs yeah. that I, mean, I did read were made entirely out of ascii art out of what ascii art oh really yeah what? they were like rich text because you would wow. pull them up and then like like you had dial up so like if someone was going to upload a long document, it wouldn't be like a long article mm-hmm. like it is nowadays on IGN or whatever with like 70 embedded videos and 30 ads. It would just be a rich or text e- document. Or even just like the, the cheat code books you'd get or like, you know, through a magazine like walkthrough and stuff. It's it's weird how how drastically it's changed and how the games have changed now. That's something they talked about with Google Stadia, though. They were like, if you get stuck at this place, you can press this button on your controller, and it'll bring up yeah. a YouTube video and show you how to beat While it. While you're playing, like, what you're like, fuck? Xbox, help. help. <laughs> you guys remember the Kinect? <laughs> Will you help me through this part of the game, guys? I don't know how to do it. And their AI is going to have seen so many people do this that it's going to know exactly where you're stuck, and it's going to pull up the exact moment in a video that you need. Mm-hmm. xbox and then instead Everything of like sucks. trying to figure out how to beat it on my own at that point i'm just saying all right show me how to yeah. show me the thing give everything's me, just give gonna me be delivered it. to you on a silver platter as long as you have the highest internet connection ever oh man if you have the highest internet connection ever. yeah if you have good internet in general ooh, back to stadia back to google stadia we took a complete circle turn no. um I know it's just it's just always interesting drawing comparisons to now and then. I mean, it's always going to be like fucking Pong to Pac-Man, Pac-Man to what? What would be Pong to Pac-Man? A memoir. Yeah. (laughs) Pong to Fortnite. (laughs) Oh, do you think Epic Games is going to make their own console now, though? Absolutely not. Epic. Everybody's gonna be Fortnite. making a console, making some sort of technology, and like hoping weird, that everybody takes it and is like, "Yeah, this is there, the best thing that ever existed." The, there's <laughs> one. There's there is one specific topic actually that I want to talk about too. Is like, there we're having a console war on PC. What do you mean? Have you guys noticed that? Well, 
Epic Games Origin, you play those aren't all consoles, of these. They're just storefronts. Well, obviously, I know. I'm talking about just like um, within the platform PC, or I should say, yeah. I mean. Well, so I just I'm using that as a as terminology. I mean, Origin but, um, and UPlay haven't really been competing. I mean, they've just kind of been their own thing. It seems like well, Epic is the first one that has really been like a direct yeah. competitor and said, "Hey, uh, this is my sword. Fight me." Origin tried. You played tried because they they well even you play it not necessarily it's just they wanted you to be able to have access to their games outside of Steam but they still sell their games on Steam again have you go through you play you know but um yeah Origin left or EA left Steam and then they sell you know other games from other publishers on their platform too. They try to compete with Steam. Obviously that didn't work. Origin still has problems to this day. Origin but, is um, a piece of crap. Yeah, that's uh, unfortunate, but maybe Apex will make them change up significantly. But then now the biggest competitor, obviously, to Steam, Epic Game Store. And all of these publishers are moving over to Epic Game Store. Not all of them, I'd say three, but there's still significant games. Metro Exodus, you play or not? You play um, Ubisoft in general. But who are the, the division who are the two three publishers? Um, that was U Ubisoft wanted to. I wasn't say not necessarily publishers, but games in, in general. There was the division two, Metro Exodus, and then now Outer Worlds. Wait, wait, wait. Division two is on the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Like exclusively. Uh, it's also on UPlay, obviously, but oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's not on Steam. Right. Yeah, I knew but that. I, that's, just, I, I, I didn't understand. I thought you were saying it was exclusive to Epic. No, 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 no. You, yeah, they, they just moved over to starting to sell their stuff on Epic Game Store. Um, but that's that's also super interesting. Did you see the announcement of Outer Worlds? Um, yeah, Outer Worlds is exclusive on... for a year. And then PS4's <sighs> Quantic Dreams collection is coming to Epic. That's going to be that insane, is, uh, though. For those who don't know, that is Heavy Rain, uh, Detroit Become Human, and I'm blanking on the third one. Heavy Rain, Detroit, and then... Um, There's a third Quantic Dreams game that I cannot remember right now. Anyways, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, and I don't like it, because I'm... One, Epic Games is a inferior... First of all, say it's an inferior platform to Steam, and they're buying all of these games to go over to you know their platform for whatever reason. Well, obviously for the reason of bringing in revenue, but are Epic you saying games it's inferior also... in terms of the user experience mostly? Well, yeah, of course. Because I mean, it sounds like for developers, it's been a very positive experience. For developers, yes, which makes sense. There's two points to it: it's the twelve percent um, profit sharing, and then also compared to Steam's thirty percent. You know, did you say and, twelve to thirty? Yeah, yes. So Epic Game Store is get, is taking twelve percent of the game's oh, profits. Oh, they're taking twelve percent. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Steam is taking thirty yeah. percent, which I mean, it makes sense for a developer standpoint. But at the same time, Steam, you know, it's got achievements, it's got its card sharing, it's got user reviews, it's got offline mode, it's got you know all of this stuff for a platform and for games, which makes sense too. But at the same time, Steam's not doing necessarily anything about it. They're seeing all these games leave their platform. They're like, all right. And then at the same time, Epic stores. <laughs> I heard something. It was like they just got a search bar or whatever. I think it was off Angry, Angry, Angry Joe Show or whatever. Yeah, they didn't have one um, when they launched. 
search yeah, bar? Yeah, like we just got a the search bar. What did but, they um, have before? Well, they didn't have very many games. Exactly. You would literally oh. browse a page yeah. and just, just like be a like, that's all the games. Kind of thing. Okay, I don't know. And it's like, these games are advertising them, you know, they're coming to Steam and stuff, and then all of a sudden they drop ship last second and then make a year exclusive to Epic Game Store, which is like, which is crazy, because like, well, it says that Epic Games has been successful in attracting these developers. Yeah, but the main thing should be, you know, the gamers themselves, right? You're kind of... It's just odd because... Sort of, but you're never going to... Purely based on that, you're never going to be able to draw people away and compete. Because they've already yeah. got this really established infrastructure with Steam. Even though Steam itself has had a lot of problems just ethically and i mean yeah. last month there was the uh there was the game rape day that was going to be yeah. released on steam and then steam the came out what? with a state uh rape day was a game that yeah. was being um that it was uh going to be released on steam it was a game about being in a zombie apocalypse and going around and just raping people and steam oh. had had previous to this there had been a controversy where steam had dropped a lot of um anime content mostly like they had said like we want to get rid of like all this content with nudity and stuff and we want to clean up our store and then there was a lot of backlash to that there was a lot of backlash that was like developers should be able to release these games without being censored so in response to that steam flip-flopped and said okay we're just gonna allow anything and then these people came along and said okay we're gonna put rape day on steam and that caused a lot of backlash so then Steam came out with this stupid statement where they said, hmm, we thought about it. We decided rape is bad. We think. Pretty sure. And we're not going to allow this. Um, oh, and so, Steam like, instead of... that for the rest you know, of society? <laughs> instead nice. of reevaluating their standards and putting out a statement where, like, you know, the, the, the statement that should have been made was, we're not going to allow games of this type at all. Uh, with and being able to be transparent with their user base and all that, as far as what thought they they put into uh, when into their decisions when they when they vet games like this, um, but no, that wasn't guess... that wasn't the play. The play was to say, hmm, you know what? We think this might look bad, so we're not going to allow it. Oh and that's God. just guess, one of the I many. Guess my biggest... One of the many ethical dilemmas steam has presented one of the longer running ones has just been that the the forums and all that have been kind of known for for being run rampant with hate groups uh racist groups all sorts of bad stuff tributes i guess to the to the to the christchurch shooter this past oh. week uh people had made a bunch of fake profiles um claiming to be that guy and then like hundreds of other people were going on those profiles and posting their tributes to him great job or whatever i mean like you're bound to have that in any popular yeah in any platform. sort of community there's always going to be super popular so yeah. like steam hasn't done a it, steam hasn't done a diligent job of fair enough taking yeah. care of their community yeah. by I, making sure that I that content my... can't spread Aside from the community aspect of it, I guess I'm just talking about the business aspect of it. Um, the biggest drawback would be these games and these publishers shouldn't jump ship to Epic Games until Epic Games is more of a suitable platform. You know, I you know I wouldn't care necessarily that much if Epic Game Store was actually a great platform. You know, um, if it was a great platform, that would actually you know tempt me 
hey, maybe I should buy it from the Epic Game Store rather than Steam because it has all this stuff. But I mean, it's just missing so many aspects of um, what Steam has and established as a platform that why would you completely dismiss all of the millions of people on Steam for, you know, this 12% um, share rather than 30, which I which I totally I get as a from a business standpoint, but it's like it's just div divisive and it's just making people buy off of an obviously inferior platform like i said mm -hmm. um that's known to have a lot of problems it's known to be a little bit sketchy especially you know refund policy and stuff like that too and that's a huge thing the refund policy in, in general like steam is known for its refund policy right um it's one of the if not only platforms that have that the, that kind of refund policy of all the gaming community i'm not sure how gog or anything else works but you know steam you kind of associate um it's refund to being very positive right mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. you play an hour and a half of a game you don't like it you get a refund for it yeah or it's buggy it's shitty it's awful you get a refund for it it's you can you can, you can refund unplayable. on origin as well yeah yeah but I, I mean like that's a process trust me i've i've been through it and then comparing it to you know steam it's you say hey i need i don't want this game okay and they refund you that that kind of um customer service you know what i mean compared to i've heard a lot of problems with the refund processing through epic game store there was one report i read where this guy bought the division two and there was a and he bought it you know for a 60 60 price tag right mm -hmm. and he tried to play it and there was a region error or something like that and it wasn't available in his region and they tried to refund it and hasn't heard anything at all so so he couldn't like even play it but yeah, he literally could not him. play the game. Yeah, so okay. that's, that's the stuff like it's just small stuff like that that mm -hmm. adds up. You know, it's I don't think it's ready for these all these AAA games to go over to it and all these developers to jump ship. Um, if like I said, if it was ready, then I'd be more than willing to. But you know, and it doesn't have anything to draw me to it. I get these one year exclusive deals, but if they're just going to be on Steam afterwards anyways, and I mean, I have patience, and so do a lot of other people. And if the, they're just not going to let us play it for a year, essentially, then why not? I'm curious. Make some own game. Make some. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, If it's on Epic Games for a year, you buy it on Epic Games and then it goes off of Epic Games. Do you still have it? No, it's still on there. Oh, it's still yeah, on there? Yeah, it's still there? on there. Just it's just exclusive. It? It's exclusive to Epic Game Store for a year, oh, so you can't buy it on Steam for a year. Okay. So you'll still be able to buy it afterwards and own I mean, it afterwards, but it... Come on. Millennials are a generation of waiting for things, for them to be cheaper or available to us. And like, like Zoo Tycoon, I had to wait for it to be shipped to me in the mail because there's no <laughs> download online. But so. I, I'm just speaking more to the, the general audience of PC yeah, gamers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just really weird. It's super. It's a, such a weird situation because and like I, like I said, Steam's not necessarily doing anything about it. Um, You know, maybe hopefully something will happen and they'll be like, all right, we got to, you know, drop the percentage of money we take from developers and such or um. Or then the, everyone's going to jump ship to Epic Games and it's going to be the better pro better platform in the future. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And just it's just right now. It's just so weird. Um, it's more of a both sides thing rather than one side. And I'm not going to blame Epic Games Store. I'm not going to blame... I'm going to blame both of them. Because one's not good. The other's greedy. That's the thing. Yeah. 
So it's just interesting. Maybe if Epic Games started making some aside from Fortnite and aside from completely ending Paragon, which I was super interested in and I liked, um, make some more exclusives, make some lasting exclusives like Steam has a couple of, of exclusives that are very good, you know, Left 4 Dead, well, Left 4 Dead's not necessarily exclusive anymore, but, you know, Valve games in general, like, make some, make some exclusives to drive people to that platform, and then they could also buy these games off of it. Yeah. I don't know. Bring, bring Infinity but, Blade back to the App Store. Put, do put, it. Put two dudes on that and tell them to fix it, and I don't know how the game uh, <laughs> development industry works. That's not how that works at all. No, that's exactly how it works. You're right on point. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break again, um, and then we'll figure out what this whole hamster discourse is. Oh, geez. Hamster. Hamsters. The Microsoft Store, and then there's... Um, what's another one? <laughs> I hate Walmart. that I'm naming off all these. Walmart Game Store. Wait, Walmart. Is that, no, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about no. like oh. the store. Like you walk in and buy a game. That's yeah. it. <laughs> it's a storefront. It has a front it and it has a door yeah. and it's a store. It's a store it's and a store. has a front. Yeah. And it's called Walmart. Walmart. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, since <laughs> since we're all here now, I would like to just ask Amy, what? Because I saw a few tweets that Amy had. What is the term? Composed and published? I don't know. Um, I tweeted? What the... Combobulated? First of all, the first thing I would like to ask is, who is Chrissy Teigen? And before you answer, I just want to say that I know Chrissy Teigen is married to John Legend, Uh and I became aware of her presence, I think, within the past couple years. She started showing up on Twitter as this, like, person who was funny, and I would read Mm -hmm. her tweets, and I'd be like, that's funny. But also... People seemed to have known who Chrissy Teigen was before she appeared on Twitter, and I don't know who she what she was yeah. known for. She's a model. Um, okay, See, I don't I think didn't she even models know that. anymore. This is but, the first um, solid piece of information I've gotten. Yeah, so she was a model, and now she makes like um, she has like a recipe Instagram website pages. and like recipe books or whatever. So she makes recipes, um, and she's married to John Legend, and they have two kids together. Um, I think the oldest one, Luna, is like four at the oldest. So they're like really young kids still. But yeah, I don't know if she still models. I don't think so because she, you know, has two young kids to take care of. But yeah, she's also from my hometown. Fun fact of Snohomish, Washington. So is that West Side? Oh. I'm so yeah. blanking right now. OK. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Her and John Legend actually went to Snohomish High School within the last like year or two for I don't Wait, know they were what like the high school ever. sweethearts. I don't know if he's from Snohomish. Wait, um, I hang no on, idea. I might have misheard you. You said John Legend went to Snohomish High School. No, they went back to Snohomish High School. Oh, oh like, okay, I'm sorry, I did Yeah, they just though. like visited. Um, yeah, I don't know where he's from, so I don't know if they like knew each other before they were famous or what. But yeah, um, I don't know much about that. But yeah, she. Uh, her and her daughter, Luna, the um, oldest child, who's still very young, um, basically impulse bought uh, a hamster. And the way that I define impulse buying, because there's basically this large community of pet owners that are very educated about pet owning um, with 
and this means animals outside of cats and dogs, the less common pets, you know, snakes, rabbits, rodents, reptiles, fish, the whole shebang. Bears. Um, yeah. And uh, did you say bears? No. <laughs> I was trying to come up with actual animals. I said a snake and a goat, and you said what, a bear. What, a bear can't be a pig? Um, no, they're not domesticated. Are you sure? Hey, well, just can we establish um, just a little bit of background? Like, can you tell us a little bit about how you became involved in this community? And, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. basically, I mean, I was talking about this right before we started the podcast, but I really like Jenna Marbles, and in summer of 2017 her and her boyfriend julian solomita got this really cute hamster and i was like i want it um so and like in her first video that she uploaded her um, boyfriend julian had already uploaded his vlog and people were commenting saying like hey you guys need to do more research because basically the whole gist of everything, the big umbrella, like moral of the story about all of this is that pet stores do not give out proper information and they sell a lot of inappropriate and actually dangerous items for animals. Mm -hmm. um, and they're selling these pets, which like, if you think about it, they're mass producing animals. These animals are coming from mills, so they're health and well-being is not really the biggest concern the biggest concern is putting out product so people can buy it um for a cheaper price like i bought my first hamster from petco for 14.99 and the only thing that they required to know about me was that i was 18 years or older um other than having 15 dollars in my pocket um that's literally all you needed to get an animal and say, I'm going to be the sole caretaker of this animal and make sure it has the best life possible. Um, so yeah, and um, impulse buying to me is um, going to a store and getting a pet when you have done no good research on it and you have not, when it comes to animals that need an enclosure, um, unlike cats and dogs, because they just live in your home usually, um, you have bought Usually. the enclosure for it and set it up with everything that that animal needs. So you should actually have its food beforehand. That means you have you know what it eats. You know what kind of diet it should have. You know the nutritional values it should be intaking on a daily basis. So basically what she did was she went into a pet store. I'm assuming Petco um, from the research that I've done of what she got. And... Um, went in there with her daughter and bought a hamster and pet stores like PetSmart and Petco, if you buy a hamster from them and within, I think it's two weeks, if you don't want it anymore, um, you can return it. Um, and basically they hamster. hold it in the back and it's kept as an adoption. Sorry, my audacity is lagging. There it goes. Um, and so it's basically their adoption program. So you can call and say, hey, do you guys have any hamsters for adoption? Not oh, it's for a, sale. it's a used hamster. Basically, yeah. Because th that's the thing is a lot of people don't know that hamsters aren't tame. They're not like cats and dogs. They see humans as a predator and therefore they're going to bite. So you I have if to I was that small, them. I would also see humans. As exactly. So <laughs> here's another fun fact. Hamsters well, are hang, prey hang on, hang animals. on, hang on. Because what... Cats and dogs are domesticated just mm -hmm. because of the way that 
played out. Why are hamsters not tame then? Um, it has to do with the rabid. I think predatory versus prey animals. I don't know a whole lot. Okay. Okay. On this particular. Yeah. No, part you're of it. right. I mean, cats and dogs are are from predatory. Lions yeah. and wolves who would go um, out and eat things, and hamsters <laughs> are not. Yeah. Hamsters actually originated from the uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> That's See, I thought chicken. you were going to say, you know, like Russia and everything. And I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something serious, didn't you? <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> that's the well, thing. Welcome to Hit Point Pals. People don't know a lot about animals like that are sold in pet nope. stores because all they know is the information that pet stores put out. And then they like see, you know, they remember a friend that they had as a kid who got like a bearded dragon for Christmas and it was kept on sand, which, by the way, you're not supposed to keep bearded dragons on sand. It's not good for their feet. So, like, there's just so many, like, little things that, like, you really have to do research on. And so when Chrissy Teigen got this hamster and started posting stuff, like, everyone in the pet community oh, was God. like, okay, we understand, like, you impulse bought it. Like, n- nobody really thinks about these things until after they do the research and then they understand the severity of it. So we weren't upset that she impulse bought it. We weren't upset that she was asking questions. What we were upset about is that she said, and this is a direct quote, any tips are welcome. And so people started saying, oh, you need a bigger enclosure. Um, You need a solid wheel. You shouldn't use hamster balls because they're considered dangerous. And she ignored all of us. Um, she ignored everyone. She said, stop yelling at me. Um, And then she said that she had two kids and never researched having kids um and she was doing more research on hamsters which she still didn't do enough research on because she in quotes upgraded her stuff for this hamster and it wasn't even that much of an upgrade it was barely any better than what she had before and it was just really disappointing because we have been working so hard in the hamster community especially on the forum hamsterhideout.com forum to try to educate people um, and let people know, like, hey, just make sure to do research. Don't take pet stores information verbatim. Um, Just be aware that they're not the authority on pet care. Um, And she basically just shit on all of us and all of that work we had been doing because she has 10.9 million followers on Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people seeing her shitty hamster care. And how many people are going to be like, oh, I like Chrissy Teigen. I want to do that. I want to get a hamster like that. Because that's exactly what I did with Jenna Marbles. That's exactly what I did. So I'm... But the uh, way you you told it, it sounded like you had... I'm sorry. I forgot a bit of the details. You had Jenna Marbles or someone related to Jenna Marbles Mm -hmm. had put out like some sort of educational stuff about hamsters. Yeah. So her boyfriend had posted... Her boyfriend. Okay. A vlog... Um, and before she released her video, um, and in commenting on the vlog, a lot of people said, Hey, like you need to look more into hamster care. The -hmm. enclosure's not right. The wheel's not right. Yada, yada, whatever. Um, and so in Jenna Marble's first video with the hamster, um, his name was ad, um, ad word sponsor hands. Anyway, um, but, uh, she was like, Hey, so like. You know, Julian put up his vlog 
and we started getting feedback that we don't have the right information about this animal. And so they immediately upgraded the hamster. They got a 75 gallon tank, which is over the minimum. It is amazing that she did that. They got a bunch of safe bedding with at least six inches deep. So that way the hamster could burrow. She got, I think like a 10 inch wheel. Um, that was like a really nice wheel. So that way he could run without his back bending. Um, and she got all of this stuff for this hamster um, because she listened and she said, okay, I realized like, I didn't know that much about hamsters. All I knew was what like I knew as a kid growing up and that wasn't the right information because I didn't know anything about these animals. So I need to do research. So she did research and she cared about her animal and she showed that in many videos. Um, and so that's when I started doing research. I did about six months of research before I got my first hamster. So, and I'm still learning. It's been over a year since I started researching and I'm still learning, so. Hmm, hamsters. <laughs> The only thing I know about them really is um, one is an Overwatch character, and I was so happy um, when they did that. It's <laughs> like hamsters. His name is Big Cheese. Um, another is that they are adorable. They are really cute, and I think that's the biggest problem is that, especially because pet stores renamed um, the larger species of hamster, they call them teddy bear hamsters, which is not a proper name for them. They're called Syrian hamsters. Um, I thought you were going to say serial no. hamsters, like serial killer hamsters. <laughs> They're Syrians. Um, and, uh, They're serials. killers. Um, Cold-blooded. But that's the thing, is pet stores market them as toys. And PetSmart actually just recently um, released this line of hamster cages that are called Tiny Tails. Um, and they are, how they sound, tiny but cute. Um, so they have like a rocket ship, they have like a princess castle and they have like a oh, barn awesome. and the whole point <laughs> is that you're supposed to get these and connect them all with tubes, yeah. but mm -hmm. that's not what hamsters need. Um, because they, in the wild, they are known to travel, um, five and to kill. 10 miles per night and they're small. They're really small. So five so to 10 miles. They have hamster wheels then. Yeah. Yeah. And that and a properly sized enclosure so that way they can move mm -hmm. around um, and have enough enrichment for them. Because, I mean, oh, they're not as smart as rats, but they're smart. A, what, wait, what? <laughs> what? I, I totally forgot when I was little, I had a hamster. <gasps> Tell I just, me about I, it. I, uh, his name was Speedy. He actually had a really big enclosure. Ironically, he ran away. He ran away. What? My hamster ran yeah. away. He somehow kept getting out of mm -hmm. his enclosure and would, for some reason, always go over to our dishwasher and dig his way into our dishwasher <gasps> and get stuck. Yep. He did it like five times and eventually he ran away. That's like, so sad. Le legitimately, he like got out of the enclosure and just dipped out speedy. That's honestly, and I mean, I understand you were a kid and like hamster care was different back then, but that is a perfect example of the cage being too small still because a hamster oh, yeah, wouldn't probably. escape if the enclosure was big enough. But people were commenting on Chrissy Teigen's post because her hamster escaped from the first cage that she got for it twice. 
And she was like, Oh, it's escaping just like you told me it would. And everyone was like joking about it. Like, Oh yeah, they're escape artists. And it's like, actually it's not funny because it means that their care is not good. And so that was horribly put, but I mean, like, I understand like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, things were a lot different, especially if you were a kid and your parent just got it for you or whatever. Um, that's a whole different circumstance. And there's like no blame there or anything. Also, it's in the past and you can't do anything about it. I think the main issue I have is when you tell someone like, hey, just by the way, you don't know that much about this animal. I mean, obviously put more a lot more politely, like, you know, hey, just by the way, hamsters tend to do better with a minimum of 450 square inches of uninterrupted floor space and at least six inches deep of bedding so that way they can burrow. Um and somebody just says, no, they don't. And it's like, okay, um, actually they do. There's been scientific studies <laughs> that prove it. Hell also, yeah, you've encountered the uh, the Twitter scape. Yeah. <laughs> when Chrissy, People when are Chrissy Teigen said, like, I just bought her a two-story glass condo with a <laughs> hammock, so please stop yelling at me. Yep. Was she, was she responding to people oh, who shit. were maybe like angrily going after her see that's the thing is i never saw except for my own <laughs> tweets which is probably <laughs> why i got blocked by her which i don't blame her i mean i I got rude by the end of it because uh-huh. she like got the new enclosure and it still wasn't good enough um when she has so much freaking money and it pisses me off i'm like you mm-hmm. could literally hire someone to do all of this shit for you and yet you can't even manage that anyway um yeah when she tweeted that all of us in the pet community were like what the hell is a two-story glass condo? It ended up being a 10-gallon tank with a cage topper on it, um, which only provides 200 square inches of uninterrupted floor space, and hamsters require at least 450. And when I had a Syrian, I had it in my four-gallon breeder tank, which is 648 square inches of uninterrupted floor space and even that felt too small to me and i ended up making a diy cage for him that ended up being about a thousand square inches um but i was like are you freaking kidding me you're gonna put this hamster basically the human equivalent is imagine like a a dorm size bedroom like a or like a cheaper apartment sized bedroom Mm -hmm. uh but with no door Um, So you can't get in and out whenever you want. And your bathroom, your bed, and your eating and all of your recreation are all in that one room. And you can't get out whenever you want. And when you do get out, it's from a big giant hand picking you up from the top above you to take you out. Oh, that sounds like my normal Saturday morning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. it sounds like the most stressful thing I'm just, like, ah! I'm just kidding and like hamsters are really prone to stress and it can actually kill them um so it sounds like people just shouldn't have hamsters is what i'm taking away from this <laughs> i mean that's pretty much yeah internet, without though. doing research they shouldn't that's the un- well like they sound the like animals that aren't meant to, to be pets yeah. in general they can be. They can be really good pets if you... It's just hard. Yeah, it is hard. Right. And I mean, the other thing is that they're not super social. You don't need to bond with them. And so a lot of 
it's kind of like fish like they mm-hmm. could just be something nice for you to look at. Like you don't have to bond with them um, because they're solitary animals. If you give them mm-hmm. enough in their enclosure and if you give them the proper enclosure, you don't have to interact with them at all. Um, I just, I, I feel like it's a, if a celebrity does just anything in general, though, there's always going to be, you know, a community, for example, like the pet community that are going to be able to, you know, let them know, hey, you're doing this mm-hmm. wrong or just anything in general. I yeah. feel like there's just if a celebrity does anything essentially though, it's just always like which there's always going to yeah. be unfortunately unhappy people with any situation, mm-hmm. like literally anything. For example, Steve Irwin and the whole PETA situation. Yeah. Like that guy legitimately has raised animals, knows how to take care of animals his entire life. Mm-hmm. He's dedicated his life to animals and um keeping them out of captivity, yeah. for example, and stuff like that. And then Peter's like, oh, this guy should have died, or you know. And just we're like, okay, whoa now. Whoa now. This is Mr. Irwin you're yeah. talking about. You know, it's it's just like anything amongst the internet community mm-hmm. is just always gonna have something that's divisive. Bringing it back to Steam and um the Epic Game Store, bringing it back to um Stevia. I'm just kidding, us uh, Stadia and uh consoles and bringing it back to anything. It's just always, nothing's ever necessarily going to satisfy one community or one person. I mean, yeah. not one person. It's obviously going to be able to satisfy one person, but um, multiple groups of people. So that's just the interesting mm-hmm. thing about the internet is if you post something to the internet, you have the entire world to be able to see yeah. that, and especially with the following of 10 million people. Yeah, you have yeah. the entire world to show what you're doing wrong and what and i think that's why we're not that surprised that she didn't really listen um to us telling her and like we gave her so many good resources especially like actual educational youtube channels that are family friendly so she could watch them with her daughter um but we weren't surprised does a hamster run what i'm just kidding a hamster run the youtube (laughs) channel That'd be awesome. I would watch the hell out of He's that. He's on his wheel. Oh my god. Providing kinetic energy. There was just the a live stream of yeah. somebody's <laughs> He's hamster. He's running his PC. That's literally all I would watch. That's actually what I use to power my PC is a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when it gets tired? Uh, you have like an extra hamster that you swap my out. tires. What's up? Oh, sorry. I said uh, when he gets tired, do you just like swap him out with a fresh hamster? Mm-hmm. No. Oh. I, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> your your computer just uh, gets my slower. My water cooling is actually his like his hydration. Uh, that's what that's for. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you didn't know that. That's actually for a hamster, dude. No, I didn't know. Why do you think everyone calls asks if your hamster died whenever your PC's running a little slow? <laughs> literally it's not oh, even it's die? not even an exaggeration maybe you should get a new oh, hamster and then your computer will run just fine oh shit he's dead i'm just kidding but damn it yeah. it's been years he's still in there oh no <laughs> no nah, i'm just kidding i guess um, we just hoped that she would be like oh i understand that this living creature is in my care and i make I think somebody said it was like $29 million a year, uh, oh, which no. is more than most people make in their lifetime. Um, we just hope that she would spend that money on a decent home, mostly because the money that she spent on this new enclosure was about $60, and she could have bought an Ikea Detolf, which is like this tall, narrow glass cabinet where if you put it on its back, a lot of people use it for... Um, 
hamster enclosures, it would provide for the same amount of money of what she got, six times the amount of space of what she got. And it also is aesthetically pleasing. Like it looks good and it's easy to clean. So like if there's I had one of Does those, the hamster get like its own no, little I would, Ikea? I would trip and I would just fall into that one day and then I'd be dead and the <laughs> well, hamster. I mean, usually people put it like on a cabinet. Oh, okay. So when like you said ready. on its back, my mind just went to, oh, you just like tip it over, throw it on the floor, <laughs> I guess. I mean, you could put it on the floor if that's where you want it. But yeah, I mean, the main thing is just like, Make a lid for it if, you know, you have a cat or if you're worried because things are too tall in the enclosure that your hamster could escape. But, I mean, she could hire someone to make a lid. <laughs> she could hire someone right. to put the detolf together. She could hire someone to do the research for her and do literally all of the work for her. In fact, if I lived in the same city as her, I assume they live in L.A. I don't know where they live. Um, but if I lived in the same city, I would volunteer Kentucky. to do it for free. As long as she paid for all the stuff. Give me your credit card. I'm going to make this hamster's life amazing. <laughs> Let me do Give me it. Give credit card and social security card. <laughs> I'm going to be you. Give me everything. Hi, my name is Christine Teigen and I love hamsters. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about hamster care. <laughs> Have you guys heard of... So what was that game that... Oh, obviously I know what that game is. Sekiro just came yeah. out. I saw... Speaking of... The little I tiny ad for so that. What is it? I want so Sekiro is a a game that came out from From Software, which is the creator of the Dark Souls series and Blood well uh -huh. Soulsborne series in general. Um Soulsborne's type gameplay, etc. And Sekiro is a new installment. And I've heard nothing but well not only good things, but um headachingly difficult things about Ooh. it as well yeah i it's so. interesting to see how it is like it's similar to the structure of a souls game but it's also drastically different in the way combat is and the way movement is and so my, my buddy got it. it and i'm not sure if you've seen much about it but yeah the thing that's interesting about it is the stealth mechanics yes. um the story mechanics and no not mechanics but the story the in general and like a, a an upfront story yeah, there's one character you're playing as, and it's set in 16th century Japan, which is like literally. I was that like, okay, super cool. But there is okay, like a, a huge this. fantasy mythology yeah, yeah. element to it. But which is still cool, because like, you know. Huge but it's, it's a setting that's based and... on that 16th century historical era. What I really like about it, though, is like the whole like I really like Japanese horror. Yeah. And stuff like that oh, and it, yeah. it looks like it draws a lot of like with the enemies from that so i was like "Ooh, this is so cool you could you could be you're literally a um a ninja basically and you could stealth through it and spider-man your way up trees and stuff and one hit enemies but at the same time you could do the whole dark souls fighting but you still have to um what is it like end their posture or whatever mm -hmm. And then finish them off by that. I'm excited. I want to pick that game up pretty soon. I'm I'm planning on picking it up soon. I uh, over the past week or so, I, I want to say I became fully immersed in Dark Souls Remastered. So that's all I've really been playing. Um, I hadn't played it uh, for a long time, and then William was able to get me to play it. And like, it was one of those games where it didn't it didn't click for me 
for a while, but then mm-hmm. when it did click, like it just really clicked. And I was no, like, that's yeah, how I was I'm, with the game too. I bought the rest of the games and I was like, I'm just, I'm going to play through this thing. I'm going to play through that's the rest of the That's what I did. That's games. exactly what I did. Yeah. Okay. I, I got to, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask. Um, So I've never played any of the Dark Souls. I've like seen it stream, mm-hmm. seen it, seen it streamed like once or twice. If I were to play it, like which one should I start with? Do I start with one or do I start with like the newest one or what? Um, personally, it's up to you. If you want to start on the first game to kind of see what it's like, I guess, mm-hmm. um, go for it. But if you want like a more modern experience, I'd go with Dark Souls 3. Um, but it doesn't matter. I you don't personally... need to like play them in order or anything. No, well, I think no, there's no, like no. mythology um, and lore that kind of that kind of connects. But the whole thing is, I mean, I don't want to like spoil sorry, anything, but like the the whole thing is just kind of abstract unless you really Hello? delve into all of the storytelling in the game is told it through item descriptions. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I'll it's back okay. Up a little it's bit. not your fault. Um, <laughs> I so I, I can't even. No, hear it's the okay. Responses. Here, I'll just back up a little bit. The 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 games are um. They they share the three souls the three Dark Souls games they share like mythology and lore but they're not mm-hmm. directly connected and it's even unclear if they're supposed to take place like in the same world or like similar worlds or maybe there's hints that there's like the cyclical thing going on so it's it's really I mean okay. as someone who is I've only played Dark Souls remastered and for me it's been a really good entry point okay. um, just purely based on my ideology of not wanting to jump ahead i guess my recommendation would be play dark souls remastered or Mm -hmm. even play like bloodborne which is like kind of its own self-contained thing yeah but it's a playstation exclusive right that is a ps4 exclusive so maybe you can't but um so yeah i guess my recommendation would be dark souls remastered but if caleb Mm -hmm. thinks that like dark souls 3 is a better entry point then i would trust him I, I uh, started out with original Dark Souls, not even the remastered version, but just like PC mm-hmm. original port and using a DS Fix mod. Yeah, yeah. Um, holy crap, that game is that game has not aged well, <laughs> especially compared to the other games. I but haven't I haven't felt I that still, way, but I've been playing the remaster. Yeah, I think that might be the difference too, because it looks a little bit better. I'm not sure if it's a port or a actual remaster. Hmm, I'm not sure. I think the way William described it, it was like it was it was ported, but it was like heavily uh, updated and like it runs fantastically, I think, is is the biggest uh, difference. Like the old the the original game does not run super well or play as smooth, but the the new one is like incredibly optimized. Yeah, and especially with the Dark Souls games, if it's your first time, um, it is hard. Yeah, it is definitely hard. But once you get your routine down, you'll kind of understand how the game is. But it doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't tell you where to go, what to do. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah, it will give you small tutorials here and there. And once those tutorials are done, then it's all up to you. But um, I like them. I like the challenge that it gives. I'm currently playing Dark Souls 2. I do not like it as much as I did the first one, but I'm excited to finally finish the series but i i could see the appeal to dark souls because 
It's challenging, but you could always invite your friends to help you. Yeah, and that's, I think, the best part of Dark Souls is that it comes with this. They, so the game itself, just to kind of... Uh, to, just to kind of paint a picture for Amy, I guess it mm-hmm. it drops you into this like really dirty, grimy like world, like empty world. It's like it's mm-hmm. very dark. Uh, yeah, dark Souls. Uh, it's very Ooh. dark, and it's it, it, dark. You, you kind of start to gather that like okay, so essentially you think of like a fantasy world, right? Like Lord yeah. of the Rings, but it's like a fantasy world that's on like its last legs, like. Almost everyone is dead. Yeah, what I saw, it looked like like Lord of the Rings, but after an apop an apocalypse. Basically, yeah, it, it's it, kind it of feels it post-apocalyptic. Like. Yeah, um, I haven't played through the game, so I don't know all the details. But I think it might actually be like there was some sort of well, William has told me there was some sort of event mm-hmm. or just like massive degradation over time. I actually read a comic, uh, a Dark Souls comic that kind of showed a little bit of like. It had a little, like, intro story. There was some guy, he was gonna go kill a dragon or something, and then the dragon, like, cursed everything. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, but it, it, the game gives you these... It's it's very it's very dark and dreary, and uh, there's there's certain points there's, you get this sense of helplessness, especially mm-hmm. if you're having a lot of trouble getting past a certain enemy or whatever. But the me coolest part day. about it to, to me was uh seeing all of these social elements and like they're not very overt and they they have in-game like in lore reasoning for them like mm-hmm. so there's this item that you get very early on called the i think it's called like the orange soapstone that might be the wrong mm-hmm. terminology but you for the marks, yeah, yeah yeah so you have is. this thing and you can you can you can take it out and you can create basically a message somewhere and you're able to pick from these predetermined phrases so you can construct things like enemy ahead or like tough enemy ahead Mm -hmm. and so and they're very they're very overt you can't miss them they glow so like if you're coming through an area and you see one you stop to read it and Mm -hmm. then you you might know like someone might say like weakness back or something and it's like oh okay that's cool and then that gives you a better chance of of beating the guy up ahead or someone might say watch left and then mm-hmm. you go up and you're watching the left and it springs a trap. And it's like, oh, okay, if that person hadn't, like, told me that that was there, then I would have just fucking died there. Mm-hmm. So, and the game has, like, these these in-game item descriptions that kind of, they talk about how, like, the world is, like, in this weird, like, time-shifted realm where, like, these undeads can help one another across time and space and stuff like that. So it has mm-hmm. all this cool mythology behind it. To back it up and you can also see like these ghost outlines of people who are going through the game at the same time as you and you can That's see these like weird. blood splatters and stuff that you can interact with so a blood splatter indicates that someone died here so if you go up to it and interact with it you basically see like like a five second replay of how they died of like a different player right yes yeah absolutely That's so weird it's really I cool it more like a a solo game. Where, oh, like, it one hundred percent is a solo game, but, but it's I kind didn't of like if a solo it's kind of game like if would yeah, be no, it's like it's that. played completely solo. But you can also call in a friend. So like, there are these uh, items called like there's 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 this there's this thing called humanity. So you can uh-huh. activate humanity and you play the game walking around as this undead guy. This it's called Hollow. You're Hollow. Uh-huh. Um, but you can consume humanities and you can do some thing at the bonfire called kindling and you can temporarily regain your humanity. Your guy goes from looking like a corpse to a human. Um, you play exactly the same, but mm-hmm. when you're when you're human, you gain the ability to 
see other players, um, I forget what they're called, summon signs on the ground that are left kind of like notes. If you're human, if you've, if you've spent the humanity to become human, you can then call in both other players and also NPCs who can help you. So, like, there are certain bosses that I would have a tough time with, and William was the one who was, like, making me play Dark Souls anyway, mm -hmm. so I'd be like, okay, get, get me past this boss. Mm -hmm. And so he would load up his game, he would leave his mark on his end, I would find his mark, and I would call him into my game, and then we okay. would take on, like, the gargoyles on the roof or whatever. And then once you beat the boss, that your your friend is then banished. So okay. so they're basically there to help you through, like, one stretch of the game. It's so very, it's like the social aspect when is you very like interesting. have a phone line, you can, like, call it. Uh, yeah, like, hey, you're thinking you of who wants to be a millionaire, okay. but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever <laughs> game show it is. Who the hell cares? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't know all this about Dark Souls. Because, like I said, I had only seen it streamed, like, literally once or twice by this guy. I followed because he streamed mostly Skyrim. Um, and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Um, yeah. But that was about all as far as I got. So um, it's interesting. I mean, for a long time, I feel like I have like maybe consciously or subconsciously tried to stay away from games that are tough because like mm -hmm. I don't like getting frustrated and like losing and stuff. Yeah. I like a challenge, but I don't like an overtly like extreme challenge like Dark Souls. But if you go to like the Dark Souls community, like the Reddit or mm -hmm. whatever, a lot of the things that people talk about in the Dark Souls community are like, this game helped teach me that I can overcome challenges. Like this game helped me get over like some of my nice. depression, a lot of my anxiety yeah. and stuff. Like okay. I would get up and I would yeah. grind through this until I could do it. And that would make some of my mm -hmm. challenges in real life seem really trivial. Like, yeah. I can get over depression because I beat this asshole mm -hmm. in Dark Souls who had an axe and killed me in one hit 50 times. Yeah. And I finally, like, overcame that challenge. So yeah. I thought that was a, a really cool a part of, of, of the community <laughs> when I learned about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, because I'm... Uh, when, you're at your, when you're at a counselor, they're like, all right, have you tried playing Dark Souls? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and slide your little copy right I over here. I would laugh so hard my therapist ever did that. <laughs> I would have been like, excuse like, me. Alright, I want you to come back. Have you tried? Have you beat the first boss? <laughs> Good. Alright, I need you to get to the next boss. We're gonna go to the gargoyles. Okay, in fact, for this next hour, you're paying just to play this game. That's it. It's okay. Google Stadia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, but no, I like, I mentioned it to my boyfriend because he's really into video games like a lot more than i am and yeah um i was like oh yeah like i've been thinking about maybe getting dark souls and seeing if you know i like it or whatever and he was like ah like it's it's pretty hard like if you struggle with skyrim you're probably gonna struggle with this and i was like fair enough I, like i'm really bad at video games um and he was like maybe you should try the witcher anyway he got the yes. witcher and like all of the downloadable content it's like i think he said it was about like a hundred dollars and he got uh. it for like 20 like hundred dollars worth of stuff for like twenty dollars mm -hmm. and he's been playing it and i'm like mm. i want to play this game so bad it looks so cool and i just haven't yet well, i have uh <laughs> i heard that game sucks honestly what now, i'm assuming this is <laughs> winter it looks so good what are you talking about <laughs> it's like my favorite game oh, really? of all time yeah, okay. he, I'm sorry. are you still streaming yeah. that yeah um i kind of took a break off right. of it um, just because I was with my girlfriend for a week and then How dare you? I just came back to with Apex Legends and then I'm going to continue next week to with the Death March stream of that game. Finish it off again for the third time. <laughs> so 
I yeah, promise I'll be finishing up I will come that. into one of your streams at one point. I had to delete the Twitch app off my phone because I only have 16 gigabytes of space on my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so Don't I haven't been getting it. like consistent updates for when people go live. And so I'm like, I don't know what Twitch is. I just, I only use it when I stream. <laughs> but I promise I'll come into one of your That's streams okay. one of these days. It is okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I told Amy I might set up some sort of Discord notifications through IFTTT or whatever so that mm. when people are streaming, the Hit Point Palace Discord will say, hey, look at this. <laughs> look at Feel this. Free, yeah. Yeah. So that would be I'll cool. I stream every night, basically. So, for if you guys, if you guys care. Twitch.tv forward slash Yeti the Human. I'm just kidding. No, I was uh, going to ask you, where can people find you guys on the internet? Slash God is a girl. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Okay. There you go. We've gotten our plugs out of the way now. Lovely. Mm -hmm. You can find Hitpoint Pals on twitter.com slash Hitpoint Pals. That's a forward slash, not a backslash, forward slash. Which one is the forward slash again? Forward the slash. One, oh, the one that goes forward. Bottom okay. left to top right. Yeah, okay. 130 degree angle, not a 45 degree angle. What do you right? use the backslash for? Backslash? Uh. 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 <laughs> backslash! From Smash Bros. or whatever. Oh, that's what it's backslash. for. Backslash. Okay. Shulk. Backslash. I'm glad that's we cl think cleared that up. I gotta. I gotta install a new SSD. And then I'll go back to playing Dark Souls Remastered, and I was also playing Monster Hunter World, mostly to diagnose some computer issues, um, and I narrowed it down to the hard drive, so. Oh yeah, and then we gotta get to Geralt in that game, so we need to... Yeah, so I don't it. know anything about where Geralt is, but you can... I, I fought the coolest fucking thing in Monster Hunter World the other day, it was like a... It was like a. I don't know if you want me to spoil anything. I, I won't say too much. It was like don't a. Do it. it was like a We're fuzzy, playing it together. It was a fuzzy thing with wings I don't and even puffed, know what this game is, up. but don't spoil it. it you hunt monsters. <laughs> well, I figured that. It's called Monster no, it was, Hunter. It's, 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 it's cool. hard. And, I, and, and then I killed it. But yeah, we oh, need dear. to we need to keep getting through that. William and I were trying to fight the. Uh, oh no! Actually, we never did it last night. I told him we were gonna go fight the. The Rathalon or whatever, the dragon, and then we didn't do it because we got oh, busy yeah. doing other things, and then it was late. And then we talked about VR for a long time <laughs> because the Oculus Rift <laughs> S got announced, and I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it. I I, I actually really want to invest in VR because it looks really fun. Yeah, I had just been waiting VR. for the new Oculus because I didn't want to buy the old Oculus, and the Rift S yeah. has some like ups and downs, which I wasn't expecting. I, I assumed it was gonna be all ups. I guess that was too optimistic of me, but it sounds like uh, a good entry point for me. I mean, it sounds like it it doesn't require like three cameras to be placed around your room. It doesn't require any cameras. It has inside out tracking, so. Oh, I need that. Yeah, because I have such a small room, so it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and nice. it supports, like, different room sizes now, so, like, you don't need as much space is what it, it sounds like. Yeah. Which is That's one thing good, that I think because some of us have, have really tiny apartments. Yeah. Not, yeah, no, not me. I have, I have a one-bedroom apartment that's Super way tiny. too big for me. Like, mm -hmm. there's so much empty space in here, I don't even know what to do with it my bedroom well, is for you my bedroom is way too big and empty it's weird it makes me feel weird our bed barely fits in our bedroom <laughs> like there's we don't have room for anything else 
in our bedroom. So literally all that it is, is a bedroom, a room for a bed. That's it. Red boom. So you're using it, right? <laughs> hmm? I said you're using it right, the bedroom. Well, yeah. Got a bed. I mean, I gotta go yeah. to sleep, but... All right, good night. <laughs> yeah, see you later. See you later. Oh, fuck off. Anyway, I'm going to try to wrap this up again. Um, yeah, hit point, hit point pals. That's the, that, this was the podcast. That, this, that's the name of the podcast. This is the podcast. The only podcast that ever existed. I'm sorry, I stole that joke from Drew Gooden. My name is Caleb. Uh, <laughs> hi, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> my name's amy there we go that's that's what i like to hear yeah exactly that's catch two. me on you right, now last one travis you now.com forward slash travis go check out uh, don't don't um, go there don't i don't know what's there don't Epic don't go Games. to that i don't know what that is <laughs> and then we got um you can follow me on twitter at twitter.com forward slash caleb warwick or twitter.com forward slash yeti the meme and you can follow me on Twitter as Twitter or at Twitter. I'm sorry. I've had two beers now and I'm a lightweight. Um, you are Twitter. I am Twitter. <laughs> Twitter.com Twitter. Twitter. forward slash uh, God is a girl, but I'm pretty sure it's spelled funny on Twitter because the regular spelling uh, was taken. So let me just double check that. I think it's God is a girl, but girl is spelled with a U. I thought um, you were going to say with an O. <laughs> Gore. Gore. Um or uh twitter.com slash magic trash can underscore. Um uh, yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's got as a girl usually, with a U. That's the one I um, usually end up interacting with. If the person who has the Twitter uh handle got as a girl that's spelled like correctly and everything without like any punctuation or anything, if you could just sell me your handle for literally two dollars, that would be amazing. Thank yeah, you. She, she's listening. This was Hit Point Pals. We, 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 uh, thanks, thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks. As we talked about Google Stadia and hamsters and Chrissy T and, and all of the other relevant gaming content that and you've Dark come Souls. to expect. And Dark Souls from the Hit Point Pals. They should make a Dark Souls game where you fight giant hamsters. No, no, no. I want to oh, save the hamsters. and running people off of a roller coaster into a wall. Don't forget that. Save the hamsters, Travis. What are they going to do roller coaster souls? What are they going to do a rated M roller coaster tycoon? That's what I'm asking. Ooh, I can see, actually, no, I can see a studio, like, cashing in on the idea of, like, a gory roller coaster tycoon Come game. on, we want that. <laughs> Make a... a... It would have one of those, Start like... another podcast It would have that. one of those throwback, like... Like, it would be like an exploitation film style trailer. It'd be like yeah. blood, gore, and it'd have like th like the, all these nostalgic looking fonts. No, they they need to have it look normal, like a normal roller coaster tycoon, and For then the have you find that out. 20 seconds of the trailer, and then like do a yeah, U turn. Yeah, well, no, just have you find it out while you're playing it, just like when you're running people off of it, anyways, like they know people are gonna do. <laughs> I don't know. Are there any games that do that? Do they pull a fast one on you by like having a misleading trailer? Um, I mean, all I could think of really is uh, that one cartoon. Um, what is it called? It's not a game, but it's a cartoon. It's like it has all those like really, you know, happy looking happy tree friends. Happy tree? That's, that's a is. game. What? 
No, it's a it's a oh, show. Oh, okay. No, no, I was talking. I know, I know <laughs> shows and go, movies. Just go have look done it up and watch specifically video games. Yeah, I know. Just but if you guys are curious, go look up Happy Tree Friends on YouTube and you'll see what I'm talking the about. The movie The Lobster also had a very misleading trailer. The Lobster. Isn't that where Mel Gibson has a band puppet? I don't think Mel Gibson was in it, and I don't think puppets were in it. What am I thinking of? It's like an indie (laughs) film. Mel Gibson. Is it about what you're talking about? Hand Passion of the Christ? No. What? Mel Gibson hand puppet. The Beaver. I was talking about the Beaver. 2011, (laughs) The Beaver, directed by Jodie Foster. Oh damn! And you're talking about the Lobster. Yeah. 2015. <laughs> Alright, two different movies. This has been Hit Point Pals. We'll get our lobsters right. and our beavers straight by next week. See you guys. Peace. <laughs>